Viel wie ist ja. der? Ja, Kaffee. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Blue Baggers. I'm Chris and I'm coming at you from the Blue Bagger basement and I've got Andy on the line. How you doing Andy? Good Chris, how are you? I'm pumped. Pumped for footy. Yep. Pumped for the Blues. Yep. Less, less than 25 yeah, boy. hours. Less than 25 hours until our uh, kickoff between You're Richmond down? and Collingwood. Yeah, it's uh, it's on the TV right now in front of us. The countdown. And there, uh, one day, 50 minutes and 46 seconds. Wow, and some big news tonight as well from Melbourne perspective. Anyway. Yeah, so they've uh, get... looks like uh, Harley Bennell's going to get named. And a debutant too. Yeah. So very exciting we're going to speak to um one of our friends the captain who's a diehard melbourne supporter and get his take on um how we're going to match up against the against the the demons on on saturday 435 at marvel stadium yeah that's right so we're going to do things a bit differently we're going to have our first opposition guest if we can call him that on the show yeah so he'll give us a real insight into melbourne because you're right he's uh he's rusted on d's yes he is he is so it'll be interesting to uh to go through that with him because we obviously haven't had a really good record against Melbourne for a while but we'll go a bit further into that a bit later with uh, with the captain Are you excited? I'm really excited Where are your yeah, levels was... at? Nine Yeah? No, look it's it's just been a, a long time coming hasn't it and I think there's been a lot of you know anticipation but there's always been that kind of bit of dread in the back of the head that um, you know at any time this could all get called off so it's I've tried not to invest myself too heavily into it, but it looks like we're all all going ahead, going ahead. And um, now that it's actually in sight, I'm I'm really excited. Yeah, it's become real again, hasn't it? It has, yeah, definitely. And we've had enough time off without football. That's exactly right. And look, I'll be honest, I was a bit skeptical about, you know, when when we had round one and and all this COVID stuff was kicking off and no crowds, and and now obviously we're going to resume round two uh, this week with no crowd but I mean I think the big thing has been um, talking about Channel 7 is going to be adding crowd sounds to uh, to the, the broadcast to the, uh, to the broadcast what do you think about that? Yeah well they weren't there round one um, and we've had a couple of weeks I guess trial with the NRL and yep. to be honest I actually like it not perfect by any stretch no. of the imagination but um, I think it's definitely better than not having any yeah, look, I, I was really, really strongly against it. Um, I kind of enjoyed hearing the players and getting kind of the sounds of the game a little bit in round one, but it, it really wasn't the same. But you're right, watching the NRL, um, you kind of, after a while, you do forget there is there are no crowds kind of there because it's you just get used to one of those things you get used to, don't you? Yeah, I mean, visually, it's not quite the same, but you know, if you it's not no. for the years, it's not too different. And the NRL have done it quite well. Credit to them because um, yeah. they've managed to get home team sounds, their home team chants, and hopefully AFL will do similar to similar to that. Yeah, so I noticed also the NRL have the uh, cardboard cutouts of the fans. I think they pay is not like twenty twenty two bucks or something, and they can get their their face on a cardboard cutout which is put in the in the stands do you reckon the AFL will ever look at doing something like that or I think they're going to I think there's a couple of teams that are locked that in 
So I think Collingwood's one yep. of them and a couple more. I don't think the Blues are, though, but it'll be interesting to see. And I guess the difference between uh, NRL yeah, yeah. and AFL is we've got some bigger stadiums. So, you know, what effect do it have? If you've got a sort of a boutique 15,000-seat stadium, it probably works a bit better there. But in a 100,000-seat stadium, it probably doesn't have the same impact. Probably not. But, I mean, from a broadcast perspective, it's not like they they cover, you know, it's similar kind of dynamics or, um, you know, how they cover the ground, you know what I mean? You only kind of generally see a portion of the wing and and, and the... Um, but I suppose there's a lot more on the actual either end of the of the ground, which would look very empty in those pockets and where you normally see the, the cheer squads behind the goals would be a bit kind of unusual, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I think, look, each team's going to do their own thing, um, whether they put sort of sponsors or the team colours or similar, but I guess we'll find out, you know, soon enough. Yeah. But, you know, exciting. any innovation in this situation is worth a go. I don't think yeah, it would be spe- too critical of that, anything. Tell me about... Uh, I know Carlton are being quite uh, innovative with uh, their members. Um, well, we got we got the email about a week ago, two weeks ago, about what they're proposed to do. Yeah, it's basically member appreciation, isn't it? And yeah. uh, they're going to do three rounds for the year with having members' names on the back of uh, player Guernseys. I think it's incredible. It's a great initiative. It's a great initiative. I love that idea. Um, I mean, it would it'd be pretty awesome to see, you know, any player kind of going out and, you know, any and you're a supporter and you've got the name on the on the back of the neck um, and you get that signed and get that jumper. It's amazing. Yeah, a great concept. And uh, look, at my age now, I don't think there are going to be too many opportunities for me for me to get my name on the back of a Carlton Guernsey out on you know Marvel Stadium or the MCG so no, I'm pretty pumped so. to try to win that yeah yeah I think a lot of people will be and um, yeah it's just great for the for the membership drive which has obviously just hit the AFL really hard with all this stuff and, and the Carlton Footy Club so anything they're doing to be um, you know yeah show this innovation is, um, is great and I think you know it's a great way to kind of repay the supporters that have stuck by yeah, it's a great recognition, isn't it? It's just such a pity. We had 67,000 heading towards 75,000, probably comfortably. Yeah. And then yep. that's just stopped, you know. But 67,000 is still a pretty good figure, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great figure considering how, you know, how we've been in the last kind of few years and, you know, last couple of decades, um, you know, shown a lot of faith in the new coach, which we had done previously with Bolton. But um, I think just the way we're kind of going with our draft picks, um, We've picked up, you know, picking up Walsh and, and players like that have made a big difference. And seeing kind of uh, Ed Kerno, uh, sorry Charlie Kerno and, and Mackay come along and, and Weedering come along, I think it's just a lot more. You know, there's a lot of hope and um, you know a bit of light at the end of the tunnel for for our supporters. Yeah, I think there's got to be some recognition for Kane Little, the president, for yep. for some of that anyway. He's come from a membership background at Richmond, turned them in the right direction, and um, yeah, looks exactly, like he's doing yeah. the same thing. No, he's been great. So round one, we won't recap on that too much, but we had around especially one, not the first quarter. No, nineteenth nah, of March two thousand twenty. So we played obviously Richmond on the uh, Thursday night at the MCG, um, in that kind of uh, first uh, COVID environment game. Um, we lost by twenty four points. We've 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 covered that game. So keeping that game in mind, considering it was a couple of months ago, and now we've got you know round two coming up this week. How do you see the kind of changes for our team? Yeah, look, I think they'll probably stick similar to uh, that round one team, but we obviously had a few injuries. Matty yeah, Cruz yeah. uh, went down with a bad 
foot injury, he won't be seen for at least a month, possibly more, or realistically yep. more than that. So that's definitely going to be an out from that round one team. Yep. We've got um, Zach Fisher too. And he uh, did an ankle. Syndesmosis, yep. I think. And I think he's touch and go, whether he's ready or not. I've got a Nick feeling Newman. he's probably unlikely, more than likely, but that's just a yep. gut feel. Um, but yeah, they're probably the two. I think Nick Newman will be ready to go. He had a dislocated yep. elbow, but uh, by all accounts, he's done all the running that's been there. And sort of this lockdown period probably hasn't hurt him. Yeah, it's, it isn't a bad period to have a, um, yeah, not a leg injury, is it? Because you'd be gutted to have a leg injury in this kind of time when you can't actually, you know, go for your kind of runs and, and, and maintain that fitness, which they had built up, obviously, over the preseason. So we the silver lining is we obviously were missing Eddie Betts and uh, Harry Mackay. So Eddie Betts with a calf. Eddie Betts with a calf, who was probably four weeks off in Mackay, um, you know, who knows? There were lots of uh, different kind of timelines from Mackay, yeah. Which, whether or not he got, you know, got fit, but he was going to be match ready, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it looks like those two are going to be in. So that's the silver lining that we actually we kind of get bets back to kick off the season and Mackay, of course. Yeah, I think Mackay is a really big one with that one because he was touch and go to go maybe round two or three. Again, yep. he's now had the opportunity to get a mini preseason. He's not going to have missed any more touch than any of the other players have because they just haven't had that opportunity. So, you know, yep. physically he should be ready to go, but um, it's yeah, still been a while since he's played any sort of competitive football, whether that be a practice match or otherwise. And it's great that I mean Mackay comes in and obviously just sets that spine for us and, and allows McGovern to, you know, not be that just you know focal point as a, as a big forward, obviously because we're missing Charlie Kerno. Um, it's looking likely that we probably see Pitnet, who I've been kind of massive raps on um, from what I've seen this year at training and and during the um, the practice matches. So he's he looks like he'll come in and, and go up against Gorn, considering we've got Cruiser who's out injured and and Tom DeConning who's also injured. Yeah, which was unfortunate for him, obviously, because he could have yep. been uh, putting his hand up for selection as well. So I think that'll be the interesting part. I think you have to take. Pitnet or go in with Pitnet and not rely yeah. on Kaz Bolt for the whole game. But I yes. think they'll be doing a bit of a tag team job on Big Maxi Gorn. Yeah, absolutely. And it just shows that I know that we got Pitnet in and we lost um, Andrew Phillips. So yep. it just shows that if we didn't actually get Pitnet to come in, um, and then unfortunately uh, the narrative of Matthew Cruiser just has been very similar year in, year out where he gets, yeah, he gets injuries. Um, and, and Phillips got his fair share too. He did, yeah, exactly. So, and Tom DeConning is, um, you know, he's he's probably not probably not anticipated. Oh, he wasn't probably looking like he was going to be ready straight away. So, it just shows how important that we that we can, you know, put in a in a ruckman without playing Casbolt as that because who else would we play um, if we didn't have Pitnet in the team um, with these injuries? You really kind of lose, you know. You're playing Casbolt full yeah. time against Max Gorn, is... who's who's the best, second best ruckman in the in the league. So, and Casbolt's strength is his versatility, the ability to in game move him forward yeah. or back or put him in the ruck. So you'd be playing him sole ruck, wouldn't you? Exactly. So it's it's a great um, triangle as such when you've got McGovern, Mackay, and Casbolt to come in um, yeah. and kind of you know relieve that you know 
going for those big marks and, and set that spine. So that's great. I'm actually pretty excited about the forward line, but we'll wait till the captain gets on to discuss that a bit further. Yeah. Absolutely. I've got a little bit of, you know, a bit of a smoky, not too yeah. left of field, but I reckon uh, Tommy Williamson might be a chance too. Yeah. We, um, he played both practice, oh, both practice matches, did he? Yeah. It's a long time ago now, isn't it? We, he did play a practice match. Um, and played one very good one. Yeah. So, um, we saw him obviously at training. He's, he looks good and he's always been one of those players as well where we've always been concerned with you know he's had injuries but he's certainly got the talent and he's a really exciting player so that'd be awesome to see Williamson in um, are you thinking maybe he replaces a Nick Newman if he's not fit? Yeah potentially that'd be uh, a good like for like or thereabouts anyway both halfback flankers really but um, just, he's got to have his name up there and just because he didn't make the round one team doesn't mean he's not a chance for round two which happens to be what eight weeks later I've lost count anyway so on the flip side to that conversation considering round one was almost you know three months ago can you omit someone from a poor performance in round one and not play them in round two yeah it's interesting isn't it it's a one match in football but you know what you said close to three months of actual football like we said we've got Eddie Betts will come back in Mackay will come back in Pitnet will most likely come back in and the only real out we've got at the moment is Cruises so you know there's a couple that are going to have to make way for yeah, the, you know the absolutely. three ins so yeah so I mean we, we spoke about this in our game review in a, a few pods ago but like I mean players like Setterfield Dow was I mean if, if we played round two as, as it was I don't think Setterfield and Dow played Setterfield had six disposals um, Dow had seven I don't think they they, they didn't play round two if, if round two was the following week so yeah. I don't think you can really omit them on the on the back of that game because they obviously trained well enough and um, were good enough in the preseason that they earned their spot in round one so it's kind of hard to then be punishing someone for a three you know you would you not play someone in round one because they didn't play well in round 23 it's a kind of it's the same kind of uh, argument isn't it yeah and I guess you know it depends on what they've done on the track they've probably had what two weeks of competitive training now three yeah. weeks back together but look I've got a couple of names that I think will be fighting for the last couple of spots in the team Yeah, um, because we have to make way so I've got like I said Paddy Dow I've got Setterfield, yep. I've got Gibbons I've got Cunningham I've got Cunningham because he was an emergency that came in late Thank you I've got Nick goals. Newman yeah, and yep. uh, I've got Silvani to me they seem like the more obvious choices and most of those will play but a couple will probably have to come out what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I, I thought so. Yeah, Silvani was okay, um, and yeah, Cunningham did exactly what we we kind of predicted. We said he'd, he'd come in. He'd be he's that kind of player that can kick two or three goals, and it's particularly because we we're missing bets. He was the perfect and made the most sense. We said I think we said he wasn't the next best player to come in, but he fit that role perfectly. Um, you know, I, I really liked Gibbons's preseason. Um, particularly his game against Fremantle, um, I, I would be playing Gibbons. And, yep. you know, Setterfield also had a good preseason. Um, we had one good preseason game. I think it might have been Fremantle as well. Or, But um, anyway, it's like I said, it's been a while. But, yeah, I'd be more inclined to play Gibbons um, over down Setterfield. But the problem is, you know, these players who aren't going to play aren't getting that time in the seconds yeah so and we're still not sure how that's going to look 
Yeah, so from that perspective, I'd want to play Dow more than Gibbons because Dow's the player who needs to develop more, and yeah. he's got a he's got a higher um, you know he's got a higher ceiling than Gibbons does. That's just the way it is. Um, and you know we're going to that's kind of how we're going to have to look at footy now. It's not going to be so much about you know we're going to have to expose a lot more of those players rather than because we don't have the option of developing them in the twos to get their confidence back. So you can't just leave that talent waste. Not when we've got a, a pick three there who I think is, is a really good footy player. Yeah, it's a, it's a conundrum, isn't it? It's sort of the time for development should be up for this list. We should be moving forward and looking at the here and now. But do you keep yep. an eye on you know the next couple of years and give games to someone who shows a bit more potential but um, yep. hasn't necessarily delivered? But look, they're going to have to make some decisions. It's a good situation to be in. It is, yeah. But I mean, look, players like Setterfield, we obviously paid pretty big price for him and we got him across for a reason he wasn't a you know a last minute thing we were really targeting him he wanted to come back um you can't just let him just sit on the sidelines can you when we know he can play he's young um we've got to develop him in the first because that's the only option we have yeah look i think he gets more opportunity particularly because of the role he plays in that midfield as well so i think midfielders will get a bit more of a leave pass than than the others yeah and look i'm um back to round one which, I mean, I think we gave him a lot, lot of credit at the time. But you know, Jack Martin, I'm so excited. Um, he was, just, he was our best player against, against Richmond, and um, yeah, I'm so excited to see what he can do. And I really think that he will um, be able to increase our score each each week because he has the ability to find the goals, and can and and kicks accurately. So, yeah, joined by someone else is similar to that, huh? Eddie exactly. Betts. Yep. So. We'll talk about um, we'll talk with the captain about Melbourne because yeah, like you said, we um, we had had a lot of deficiencies against Melbourne and, and a lot of it's to do with goal kicking and and lack thereof the uh, lack of the the forwards. So, what do you reckon? Get him on. Get him on. Get the captain on. I guess here's your chance to say anything uh, bad about him. Any derog- <laughs> derogatory comments? Do it now. Always not here to defend no, himself. No, no. no we'll, uh, we'll all be fair and let him <laughs> let him have his say as well. All right, let's dial in the captain. All right. We're fortunate enough to be joined by the captain, and as we said earlier, he's a rusted-on Melbourne supporter. He'd have to be following, the, have to have followed the team for probably twenty-five years or so. An MCC member, so a true Melbourne supporter. Welcome to the show, captain. Thanks very much for having me on, boys. Pleasure, to, pleasure to be here. Yeah, well, yeah, as thank we you said, very much, Captain. It's great, yeah, great we said earlier this is a first for us. We haven't had sort of opposition, you know, analyst or supporter join the show before an upcoming game. So yeah, it's our pleasure to have you here. It's a shame I couldn't be in the uh, baggers' basement, but yeah, yeah no, well, no. Andy's Down not here track. either, so I'm, I'm here not, all I'm on my own either. with all my friends. Yep, not right. many. I'm in, the, I'm, in, I'm in the D's basement all alone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ready, nice. Ready, ready for a chat. How, co- how cold's the uh, blue baggers' basement right now? Chris? It's freezing. Then yeah. uh, to top that off, the cat just took a dump, so it stinks ah. as well. Oh, that's yeah. That's not good. Nah, Do I need perfect. to share that or not? If you wanted to, yeah, I feel a bit better. Yeah, good. It's off your chest. All right, Captain, we'll get to the footy. Tell yeah, us good. a little bit about your uh, affiliation with the Blues, because you and I used to go to plenty of games together, both Melbourne and Carlton games during what would have been right. late late nineties, early two thousands. So spot on. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, remember those years fondly. Um, just trying to think of a few highlights earlier. I remember uh, the '99 prelim against the Bombers. Yep. Uh, 
epic one-point victory. Good game uh, to get to. I also fondly remember the exhibition game on the eve of the Millennium Bug 2000, uh, 2000 clash. Yeah, big seven great performance. Big Fevalenko kicking yeah. a bunch of snags. Can't remember the exact number, but... 12. That was, that, that was a good time. Yeah, <laughs> and only bettered by your performance after the game. We won't proper, get into that. That is a proper bunch of snags. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we used to Princess used to Park do the double from Thompson. We would do the the Princess yeah. Park or Optus Optus Oval. Uh, sort of make our way into the ground through an underage ticket or a selling of a trial ticket, of a selling of a pass out, and um, <laughs> the voices were breaking and we're pretending we were twelve. <laughs> and we'd yeah sit amongst the or stand amongst the loyal faithful in the in the outer. Yeah, until we got to sort of about half time or so, and you could fool the older uh, security guards and sneak over the back into the seats. I think you only needed to be about five meters away from them; they weren't going to see you. And uh, I know your yeah. favourites: two men in kilts with Melbourne Storm Guernseys. Yeah, what was their catch line? Um, what did they say? He's caught me on. He's caught me on the hot now. <laughs> Smash, Smash him! him. Yeah. Yeah. So, I do remember those days fondly. So you'd say, would you say that Carlton is second team? Yeah, they'd still be my second team. They definitely sure. were. I'm probably yeah. not. I'm probably not as across across them as I was. I mean, yeah. Yeah, last few years, kids and everything is pretty. Footy's had to take a backward seat to a certain extent, but yeah. Uh, no, nah, I still still have a soft spot, and yeah, if, 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 if ever I'm watching the Blues, I'm, I'm barracking hard. I'm going to be honest. Okay. Melbourne can sometimes. Um, divide me but you're the reason why I still like them because you, you've been to 99 you went to all the Princess Park games and you've got such you know big love for Carlton that like you're, you're the only kind of mate I've got that kind of keeps me on that level if not I reckon I'd be you know I reckon I'd be anti D's got the runs on the board mate yeah, yeah. you got a few <laughs> other mates do. Andy that uh, yeah, aren't I'm, quite I'm, like I'm, him I'm, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I don't have any as gracious as Lobie, so it's good. So yeah, let's good talk time. about the um, the last time we played the D's was round sixteen in two thousand and nineteen um, at the MCG. Were you at that game, Captain? I believe I was. I think you were. Yeah. It was pretty. You guys, you guys came back at the end, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the exactly one. Right. Yeah, last quarter. If it had gone five minutes longer, it might have been a different result, but. You smashed us in the first quarter. It wasn't the best uh, level of skill for most of the game, but yeah, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it was it was an ordinary game, but it was a real exciting kind of last ten minutes. So yeah. I've just got a few stats from that game. So we didn't mm-hmm. have we didn't have Patrick Cripps, which is not an excuse, but I just know I just I kind of forgot about that we didn't have him there, and it's and always no, he would have won if he had have been there, yeah. Well, he makes a big difference when you're talking about because I think I think Oliver had a big game and those two kind of negate each other to an extent, don't they? With their, you know, they're both probably the best clearance players in the game. Um, but do you know who killed us that game was uh, Tom McDonald? He kicked six he kicked, goals. Kicked away the six, I think. Yeah, he and could have had more before, if he had a kick straight. Yeah, and before we go on about the other stats, we were talking about McDonald before. What kind, I was having a look. He had he kicked fifty three goals in two thousand eighteen. And he played 20 games. In 2019, he, he kicked 18. So he kicked a third of his goals against Carlton. And he played 15 games. So I'm assuming there's an injury there. 
And in 2017, he kicked 23 goals from 22 games. So what, what do you reckon is to go with McDonald? Do you think it was, uh, 2018 was just a bit of a flash in the pan or is it that he just had a poor last year for injuries? Or uh, I think it was pretty much a, a injury-riddled season last year. And the year yeah. before, he, uh, my, mem- my timeline memory is a bit hazy, but he would have played most of that year down back, I would have thought. The 2017? Yeah, and I think yeah. pushed him forward I'll, towards the game. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, 20, look, we're pretty Tom McDonald-centric, you know, the year in 2018, but, yeah, um, yeah just injury, injury. Had a good uh, team then. Had some good delivery. Yeah. Yeah, better delivery and, yeah, and more players on the park to um, get it into them and all that kind of thing. So, I think last year, I wouldn't look too much into last year for Melbourne in general. And yeah. hope that 2018 isn't the aberration yeah. that people think it was. But, yeah, proof will be in the pudding. Well, I mean, it's kind of Tom McDonald kind of really mirrors how Melbourne did. Because, I mean, to that, 53 goals is an unbelievable effort. We haven't had someone kick 53 goals for for a long time. And, we, I mean, we haven't been near it. And you obviously made the prelim that year. So, and then, yeah, not a great year for McDonald. Do you think there's – is there another tall forward that you think, you know, can take the pressure off a bit? Well, they announced today that Luke Jackson, um, who we took at pick three last year, is going to play, which is pretty interesting because Wiedemann would normally be the one sort of thrown up for that for that role. Yeah, is Wiedemann uh, fit? But he hasn't. I believe he's fit. Yeah, yep, okay. he's not on the injury list. So uh, first year player. First year player is yeah. So that tells you a little position. bit about where he is in the in the pecking order. Yep. And look, it doesn't completely surprise me. He's been pretty inconsistent with his form, um, so I'm, I'm pretty happy that they're, they're going to give him a going to give him a crack at it. And I think he'll probably yeah play forward for most of the game and might might chop Gorney out every now and then. But um, yeah, he's super athletic and took him at number three in the draft. So yeah, it's a credit. Pretty excited to, to get a good look at him. Credit to him to be that um, I'm just trying to think I'm pretty sure Mackay and Wiedemann went in the same draft do you remember what pick Wiedemann was oh, I, th- I reckon he went a couple of picks earlier like that. does that sound right oh, what's that sorry that sounds about right 11 or something like that off the top of my head oh, yeah I've just got a feeling he went maybe two or three picks before Mackay who's you know our inclusion coming back after a lot of injury as well what, so did, Ma- pit- what did Mackay Mackay went number 12 didn't he I think so yeah is there about? It was, it was first round. I'm pretty sure. So what know, are your ex- what are your expectations number for the nine, year? Of Google. Yeah, I'm, I'm googling now. Ah. Don't you worry about He's it. Number nine. Number, number nine. nine? Is he? Okay, oh, yeah. that makes sense. So just, so just just before uh, Charlie Kerno. Yeah, was Kerno? T- did he end up oh, being ten? He did, I think. Yeah. Did it get pushed back or did? Yeah, either got way. Pushed back. Either yeah. way, they're all about the same mark, and it's a pity only yeah. uh, one of them will be out there playing. Yes question for your captain your thoughts yeah, on the season what are your expectations from the D's you said aberration last year what are you hoping uh, for look, what do you think will probably happen no, I'm, I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for finals and if we push push up beyond that I'd be super super stoked but um, you know it's been a long time while the teams are, are pretty fresh and um, feeling pretty good about themselves so things will things will play it over the next few weeks but um, injury list is looking pretty good a couple of you know handy inclusions old mate Harley Bunnell name today I'm pretty excited yeah. about that's yeah, the that's exact, sort of, exact sort of player we need just to 
not straighten us up, but just to help with that connection from the midfield to the forward line, hit some targets, and obviously snag a couple of goals on the run here and there, if if possible. Yeah, if you can stay on the park, you'll be a really good conclusion for nothing. Unbelievable, but yeah, I can't can't put too many um, you know, I'm not expectations. Sort of hanging all my hopes, yeah, hanging all my hopes on him, but yeah. uh, that that'd be a super super big bonus. I think I think the main thing for us is yeah, just just working out that forward line connection. Pretty yeah. comfortable with the back half. We're known, you know, known to win the ball pretty well. Dorney feeding yeah. it off. Got a pretty grunty kind of midfield. Yeah, so well, yeah look, I see. I see big comparison with Carlton and, yeah. and Melbourne. Like we, we've got the big bodies, and and you know we've obviously got uh, Cripps and, and Kerner and these kind of guys, and and you guys with Viney and and um, you know Oliver, and and we we've always kind of lacked that player, you know, like a Josh Kelly, that kind of outside speed, and I think we kind of get that with Jack Martin, and, and you guys get that with Harley Bunnell. So um, it'd be good to see yeah, a lot more run similar in that way. Yeah, and we and don't forget they've only played one round, but we recruited pretty well in the off season too. So we got Tomlinson and Langdon in those yes. wicket positions. So yeah. they've put a, put a fair bit of focus on that. And yeah, the forward line itself is going to take a while. Some new players, you know, Cosy Pickett and um, these kind of guys. So um, but yeah, that's where I see that's where I see our improvement coming from. It's just whether that clicks in the first half of the season or it takes us. You know, later in the year or start of next year to, for all that to to click. But I'm pretty pumped, pretty excited. Good, we're we're pumped likewise. Uh, before we get into looking at the teams specifically and also sort of some of those key matchups for the blue baggers out there listening and aren't that familiar with Melbourne, do you want to just go through what you reckon Melbourne as a team's strengths and weaknesses are against Carlton? Okay. Well, against Carlton, just generally, just game, uh, I mean, sort game of touched, style. Touched on it a little bit. Yeah, touched on it a little bit there, but. I'd say, yeah, we're a contest side, pretty pretty hard at it and, and tough around the ball, always prepared to, to throw numbers at the ball. Uh, I've heard that we've been tweaking the game plan a bit, but I don't know don't know what that's going to look like. But um, we've obviously got a couple of sort of key pillars down back in May and Lever. They haven't played a lot of footy together, but that's the sort of two players that we recruited to the club to kind of pivot our whole defence around. Um, what about weaknesses? Because yeah. that's what I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> weaknesses, oh, I think weaknesses potentially ball moving out of the back line, uh, and then yeah, that just that connection in the in the forward line and and that Second between forward. the between the yeah between the midfield and forwards, and yeah, probably a, a key a second key pillar up front. Yeah, I think so, both. You go. I think it's just interesting you know you say that because that was our issue round one, and I think we're pretty similar both teams I think we had a bit of it but just really couldn't connect with the forward line and convert opportunities it should be interesting to see what happens yeah I, agree. I mean that's been our, that's been our problem for a little while but um, I guess there's a fair bit of unknown which will which will make which makes it exciting for us but I don't know probably difficult for you guys from a defensive standpoint you probably don't really know what how the team's going to look and how we're going to line up and we're crying out for a, a, a small defender, small back, which, yeah, yeah, which which we've been exposed with for, for quite some time. So um, it'll be interesting to see. But I was noticing with the, the game last year, the stats were pretty even. Um, I mean, Melbourne had a lot more disposals, probably you know nearly seventy more disposals. Won the hitouts, which is you know to be expected. But Carlton um, led the clearances 
which, you know, considering we'd nab Crips off on to be an interesting stat, but the big one, um, which I think will be different to, to how we play on Saturday, is the tackles inside 50, Melbourne had 15, and Carlton had three. And now we're getting players like your Jack Martin and, and Eddie Betts in. I think that kind of stat will, uh, will even up significantly. And it obviously shows that we just didn't have the smalls at the time to... Uh, you know, we're doing that work. The um, for Carlton, we, our goal kickers that day were Silvani, Kennedy, and Setterfield, and Casbolt, which isn't uh, really unlikely sources. Uh, very unlikely sources. I mean, Setterfield, Kennedy aren't exactly forwards. So, um, hopefully, we've got a few more strings in the bow um, this week. Yeah, I think it's yeah, actually no. going to be an open, open game, and both teams are going to back themselves in. Which hopefully it stays that way in this entertaining football. But you know, yeah. yeah, I hope so too. Be interesting to see how, how it all pans out. Like obviously, first game back after such a, a layoff, shortened quarters, and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. Whether I think I think all teams can be going home, this going home at the start, yeah. or say that again. Yeah. I think all teams can be forgiven this week. Um, you know, you're always disappointed round one when they've had the preseason, but just given how you know, you know, unprecedented. I hate using that word, but this. You know, who knows how it's, how teams are going to come out and play. I'd expect there's going to be some upsets, to be honest. Yeah. And the re- reality of it is one of these teams are going to be 0-2 and two to start the season, which isn't a great yeah. position to be in. One sort of evens the score and one's zip two. So I was having a look at um, some head-to-head stats for Carlton and, and Melbourne. So there's been 213 games played. Can anyone tell me how many draws? Two. Eight draws. Two draws. Yeah. Eight? That's a, high, that's a high number, Captain. <laughs> um, you asked the question give him a chance yeah, no, I appreciate the answer 118 games we've won um, compared to 93 so you know just roughly over 55% uh, winning margin over the Demons but we haven't won since close. 2016 when we yeah. played I was going to say what about recent history yeah, no, exactly. we're not no, going to no, talk about two games right. ago so yeah last win was round 22 2016 uh, you and I were at the game Chris and I know Captain was as well, but we were sitting in different sections. Um, so it, it was, we only won seven games that year and it ended a, a nine-game losing streak. But just it's interesting having a look at that round or that game. So this is how different our team is. Um, so Bolton was the coach at the time. Uh, our, be- our highest disposal winner was Bryce Gibbs. Dylan Buckley kicked three goals. Nick Graham kicked two goals. Wright kicked one goal, Andreas Everett kicked one goal, and Phillips kicked one goal, with Cripps Jones also kicking a goal. But I mean, that's a huge turnaround of uh, kind of plays yeah. that we've uh, that we've had there. Um, that's a different team altogether. Yeah, it is completely different team. Yeah, just having a quick look through our team. Who do we have that didn't play then? Jesse Hogan was still running around. Yeah, Bernie Vint. Yep. Jordy Jordy Lewis, but I don't think any of them played sort of significant parts in, in that victory to be honest so uh, that'll be interesting it will be it's a new season on... and new teams really I wouldn't, I wouldn't be reading too much into any of the games even the last one to be no. honest but, and, and, uh, and I mean your, your, your biggest yeah. win um, your biggest win in the history of our 213 games was 109 points uh, you beat us by in, um, in round 9 in that's two games ago that was yeah. that game that was, that was yeah thumping yeah. All right, so, well, enough of the past. Do we focus on what we anticipate the teams to look like for this round? Have you had a chance, Captain? Oh, I've, had a good, I've had a good look at our, at our team. Um, 
and sort of across your injuries and sort of who, who you threw out there last time. But I know for a fact that they've got three debutants this week for us. Benel. Uh, we've got Benel, Jackson, who I touched on before. Yep. Up and the other one that you guys may or may not know or most listeners out there probably haven't heard of is Trent Rivers. No. Not Joe's um, brother. Yeah, I know. We've had a we've had a good rivers. I was a big fan of <laughs> big fan of the roof back in the day before he left for Geelong. Yeah. Um so I think he was pick I wanna say pick thirty two, early thirties. Yep. Um he's actually best mates with Luke Jackson, so he's a WA boy. So he was pretty last year, pretty, yeah. Pretty, correct, yeah, pretty yep. nice that they uh, both got to play or both are gonna play their debut together. Yep. Um, I think parents are going to be there to watch it. Not, well, who knows? There's some sort of AFL sanctioned ticket or something, but I don't know what the, I don't know what the story is there. But yeah, he's a um, he's like a halfback player, penetrating kick, um, and that's sort of um, you know a pretty efficient kick and good ball user. So I think he's kind of you know looking to fill that hole that we have in our defence. Really, just that connection. We'll pencil them in for our really big games because everyone who debuts against the Blues oh, yeah. has a ripper. Yeah, play him into form, unfortunately. Yeah, so he's sort of come out of nowhere. I think they've just said he's really put his hand up over the last few weeks post, post-COVID post and the group getting back together and they've been really happy with him. So, I'm How's, P- how's Pickett going? Uh, Pickett, Pickett's doing all, all the right things. Yeah, he'll, he'll be playing, I presume. Yeah. Um seen some pretty freakish footage of him taking hangers. Yeah. And he hit kicked a couple on like, debut, didn't he? Like all pickets do. Uh, he kicked he kicked two or one? To kick two, yeah. Kick two. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he, looks, he looks really exciting. Um and they're the kind of small you know, small forwards and a bit of pace that you, you that you want. Goal kickers. Yes, and then so so back line you want to go through line by line sort of thing? Yeah, well, we'll, you, you go through yours quickly, we'll go through ours quickly and then we'll look at key matchups I reckon. So the way I've picked our team, or the, this is the way I think we'll line up. We've got May and Lever, obviously, as the two two key pillars. Um, we'll have Salem and Jeddah, and then I would have thought Harms, who's been spending most of his time with the, the defence over preseason, and Rivers. Um, and there's probably one one or mate one or the other. It'd probably either be Hibbert or Smith, Joel Smith, on that for that sort of seventh position. Yep. And set of line, we've got the, the big bashes and crashes. You've got your Olivers, your Vineys, and your Brayshaws. Langdon and Tomlinson on the wing. Probably, well, Jones will be in the mix and playing, whether he's on the bench or starting on the field, I'm not sure. Maybe Vandenberg, who they've said is fit, is another big body that we, yeah. we would really appreciate. And another one that hasn't played a lot of footy. He hasn't played much, has he? Yeah. And then, obviously, big Gorn Dog in the ruck. Up forward, we're going to have... I'd say it's going to be centred around that, that T-Mac and Jackson combo. Yep. And then Petrarca, Bunnell, Pickett, Milksham, and probably Bailey Fritch, I'd say. Do you know, it looks pretty good, doesn't it? On paper, yeah, that sounds like... Yeah. On paper, it looks good and interesting, pretty dynamic, but, yeah, it's that connection thing that we're, we're talking about, just to see how it plays out. Right, so, Andy, obviously, put... McDonald gave us the most trouble in the most recent game kicking the six I think who would you say we had Jones on him last time you'd probably say that um, 
the Weedering will go to McDonald. I think that's a pretty good matchup. Yeah, I think so too. That's going to happen. But um, interesting to see because Jones did get toweled up last time. But uh, let's work through the Carlton team. Have you put one together, Andy? Or I'll no, I have front of me. But just go well, through and I'll Mine's unadventurous. Through. It's pretty much the round one team with just a couple of changes potentially. But I reckon yep. I'm going to have uh, Plowman, Jones, Doherty in the fullback line, halfback line, Newman, Weedering, Samo Petrevsky, seaton the centre line, Walsh, Cripps, Nunes, followers, Pitnett, Murphy, Ed Kerno, half forward, Martin, Casbolt, McGovern, full forward, Betts, Mackay, Cunningham, and then I think on the bench we'll probably have Simpson, Setterfield, Silvani, Gibbons, but yeah, obviously yet to be confirmed. So I think, I think you're that, right, Andy. I reckon the key matchup yeah. when you look at it that way is yeah. who's going to curtail McDonald, and I reckon you've identified the right man. I mean, and look, and, and when we're saying that we've got Mackay back, which is a big help, but I know May and Lever are, are great players. I know May hasn't been great, and he's, oh, he's been really injury-plagued since he's been at Melbourne. Um, it'd be interesting to see how he kind of comes back. and Because, yeah, it's, it's Mackay being back and having McGovern there and, and Casbol set R4, they're, you know, they're, they're good tall forwards, but you know, Lever and May are great defenders. So um, maybe it'll be a game of small forwards. Well, it probably will be. It's just hopefully it's not a game of our small backs because that's where we uh, <laughs> certainly struggle. So both, yeah, both forwards or small forwards look exciting. And you've, you've touched. Yeah, on I, agree, I agree with that. Yeah, when I when I when I look at that, I, that sort of asterisk on paper and where we where we can sort of win. Yeah, I, I sort of look at that somewhat dangerous forward line, small forward line, and just sort of struggle to see all the matchups there from your end, but. Proof will be in the pudding. It's, that's that's where I see the kind of. I mean, we're particularly excited about our forward line. Um, obviously, we're missing Charlie Kerno, but um, to have Mackay back with Casbolt and McGovern, all in the same you know functioning forward line. Then at the feet of them, they've got Cunningham probably, definitely Betts and Jack Martin, and it's been a while since we've had sort of two quality, you know, crumbing forwards. Even though Martin's probably a bit more than that. Yeah. So, who, looks know, after, who looks after Betts? So do you reckon Jetta, Jetta goes to bets? Yeah, that's what I had yeah. down there, and that that's should be pretty exciting. Time, fair bit of time, head-to-head. Head. Yep. And then, who was the other one? Cunningham? So, yeah, Cunningham is a bit of a smoker. might not know that much about. Well, but, arms, uh, maybe. And then yeah. Jack Martin. Martin. So that's going to be the tough one. Is that Salem? Martin or Salem, I'd say, would be a good yep. matchup. Yeah. And that would leave Rivers with um, McGovern. I mean, how big's Rivers? Uh, hang on. So you've got who's got, so May goes to. Um, Do you say Mackay or May goes uh, to Casbolt or Casbolt? Casbolt. I'd say Casbolt, and Lever goes to Mackay, doesn't he? Yeah, I'd say that'd be the that's the better matchup. So then, if you're looking at that sort of third defender, so that leaves Rivers on who? That leaves Rivers Rip, on with McGovern. That leaves Rivers on McGovern. McGovern. And he plays a lot taller mm-hmm. than his height. He's a genuine sort of third tall. And it depends if we have Hibbard, Hibbard fighting around too, whether, whether yeah. he gets played, whether, whether they decide that's too tall or, don't yeah. know. It wasn't super impressive round one, so I don't know, don't know if he'll get a game or not. But, yeah, it'll be interesting, man. Some good, interesting matchups there. Yeah, and I think some the really midfields good ones. have always been pretty pretty good. I mean, obviously, you've got the best, or well, the second best uh, ruckman in the league. Uh, we've, we've, you know, Cruz is out again. Um, Pitnet's come from Hawthorne and 
did pretty well in the VFL and did pretty well at Hawthorne and he's done pretty well in the preseason. Um, he's a lot bigger than Cruiser, but you know, my concern is uh, Gorn's very fit and um, I think that's underrated about him a bit and I don't know, you know, you're going to have to be swapping well, Tasman trying, yeah. Try and run him ragged, you would yeah, think. Absolutely, yeah. Which will mean we're going to have to t- swap Casbold out of the forward line to uh, play as that second ruckman against Gorn, I think. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a key matchup, that one. See is. if that's when, when Jackson, if Jackson goes in when Casbolt does and all that kind of thing. So. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so if we look at the we other end, it. we've got Weedering on McDonald. We all agree with that, most likely. Yeah. So that would have sort of Jones going to Jackson if he's going to be a second tall and I guess he probably fancies his chances peeling off a little bit there and becoming sort of that you know third man up or just taking his chances at the, the flight of the ball I agree with that yeah obviously a bit of a risk you know you guys have got some pretty well seasoned defenders there so yeah uh, tall yeah. defenders we're confident with this game um, yeah I'm, I'm yeah it's yeah it's any lockdown sort of backman and if anyone any of your small forwards takes control we don't have much to uh stop that or to quell it and we got tailed up against Richmond I think their small forwards kicked nine goals between three of them yeah and look I've seen Newman and SPS and Doherty as you kind of that uh, playmaking kind of defender uh, Plowman's more locked down however he's one ninety kind of centimetres that, he's too tall to take yeah. um, you know you're looking at some of these other players I mean you put him on Petrarca potentially but Petrarca's going to be able to um It'll be too kind of slick for him, I think. So that's the kind of player we need. It's like a you're right, you're a real lockdown kind of defender. That yeah, an old school back pocket. Yeah, sure. It's going to be interesting. Um, we've mentioned yeah. Oliver Cripps. Hopefully, they go head to head. That's just good yeah, for footy. Yeah. Um, Kerno maybe goes to Viney and tries to quell him. Or confident that he can win some ball as well. What and else? Murphy. We got? we got Murphy. Um, you put Nunes on the on the wing but I mean he's he's a bit un, untested at Carlton we haven't quite made up our minds about him he, he gave us a pretty good game against um, Richmond by you know getting 15 or so and kicking a goal which is I think what we'll just come to expect from him what, that kind of play that we just want a goal from every game and I, and I think the key for the Blues will be how we start the match we've just been getting smashed in those first quarters I mean obviously Richmond yeah. what were we six, five, six goals down before we even yeah, troubled the scorers exactly. What are your yep. starts like, uh, Captain? Slow starters? Oh, or... in, re- in recent times? Yeah. Oh, no, we've been okay starting. I don't know. I try, and, I try not to remember too much about last year, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, look, we're slow starters, and some of our best wins last year were from a long way down, so we do have the capacity to come back, but uh, you can't do that too often. No, sometime too little too late, isn't it? Yeah, well, like, like you said earlier, we had a really good start against you guys last time we played and nearly nearly ran over the top of us. So it's probably, we probably have been pretty good starting, but just not, not been able to hang in there. Didn't have the fitness and players on the park to kind of run the games out. Yeah, and I think we play the kind of football where we just don't know what to do sometimes when we're in front because we just haven't had that experience and, and we kind of backs it to the wall and we have nothing really to lose. That's when we can you know, play a bit uh, free free and, yeah. and take those chances. So... We're playing at Marvel Stadium, uh, Demon Supporters' favourite ground. Excited <laughs> by that? Well, the drought the drought has been broken. So, actually, in recent times, I haven't looked at the actual actual form line, but it's probably been better than the MCG, to be honest, in the last couple yeah. of years. 
Yeah, well, I'll put it this way. Our form's not great there anyway ourselves. So, I don't think first... we played each other. I read some stat. I don't think I wrote it down, but we, I don't think we played there for over 10 years. Melbourne yeah, yes, 2009. No. Spot on. 2009. Yep. Spot there on, Captain. Go. I did remember we, something. We, um, I did. Yeah, I think we won that game, actually, 2009. Got a good meaningless memory. stats. <laughs> yeah, meaning, oh, meaningless stats, but stats nonetheless. He's the stat man. We didn't say meaningful stat man. <laughs> Fitter. Yeah, we no won crowd. Yeah, I've got it written down. We won. It was round twenty-one, two thousand nine, and we won by fifty-seven points. That's when Judd was still our captain. So that's yeah. all I've got written down. Good job, Judd, and the old Melbourne PowerPoint presentation that never, never <laughs> quite went over. <laughs> nah. <laughs> No, he gave the tour, tour of the Junction Oval didn't quite <laughs> yeah. get him over the line. He, he, I don't think he was impressed with the facility. Didn't sway him. So, was he? No, I think he. I think he choked on his wheat picks when he saw the gym. Apparently. Oh really? Um, <laughs> You're well, not salty over that, that though, down. are you? Salty? No, I'm not salty. Nah, it's all good. Unlike the colonists. What's, supporters. This, what's his stat, Captain? One thousand and twenty-two days since Harley Bennell played his last game. There you go. Wow, that long. That's pretty. That's a pretty long time between yeah. drinks. That's a good story. That's a really good story. What did the doc yeah. get to, Statman? I think he got. He was yeah. Was he in the over, nines? Just over, I think he got over a thousand. Was it? Yeah. In the end, I think so. Yeah. So, so it's a long time. Hey, Captain, we were talking before you jumped on. What's your view on? We were talking about some players. So obviously, round one was three months ago. Can you yeah. omit? Can you omit a player who played poorly on round one? for round two considering it's three months later is that fair? Look, look the one that springs to mind for us is, is Hibbard and I've actually put him out of the team almost because of his round one performance because he just completely butchered the ball but yeah. you probably can't really it's, it's probably that coupled with what they've done in the, in the few months since yeah I mean um, you're saying it's likening it's saying like we're not going to play you round one because you had a shocking round 23 last year yeah, unless yeah, it's, it's a pretty hard one. Unless they went out with a specific plan and they completely yeah didn't didn't fulfil it or, or something along those lines. But I'd say no. Short answer would be no. But yeah. you can't help but harking back to the last time you played. No, it's absolutely. Just a natural thing to do. Who did you? Why, who were you thinking of? Well, we were looking at um. Well, I was looking at Setterfield and Dow. I think uh, we had quite a few players okay. that had six or seven six, touches six or and seven didn't... disposals yeah. for midfielders. Um, yeah, right. So, yeah, look, I don't think you can because you're right. Unless it's a behavioural thing where it was, you know, defying coaches' orders or not doing the team thing, it's hard to to say that you know your form was poor three months ago. We've since trained and, and everything's changed. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Again, though, once yeah. you know, it depends who your ins are. It's, if you bring three or four in, yeah, it depends who's knocking on the door, and that, that if there's two two of you head to head, and yeah, you know, there's something you know that goes into the mix, kind of thing. So yeah, absolutely, yep. There's something I want to mm. know, Captain. Yes. Who, who's the D's whipping boy, so we can keep a close eye on them? Oh, he's not. Who playing. do the fans Oscar go McDonald. after? Oscar McDonald would be number one. <laughs> uh, Alex Neil Bullen, I don't think he'll play. He played round one. Wiedemann can be a bit of a whipping boy. He's not playing. I'm just trying to think of who is playing it. Do you reckon Petrarca is a bit of a whipping boy at times? Uh, he can be. People people think he's a bit of a show pony or something, but if you look at his stats and his numbers for 
for for a half forward player. He's pretty. He's he's, no, he's only going to get better too. So I, I just not think admire. He's one of those players that kind of. But he, you're right. He can be. Yeah, he turns it on um, for a bit, but he just kind of he just goes ice cold for a while. And I mean, that's not. I'm not splitting the atom there. I think that's well kind of documented that he can he can turn up and then just you kind of look and you kind of forget he's playing. Um, which I mean, he's, he's still a young player, I suppose. But um, I was looking at um, another player who kicked three um, last year against us, Hunt. What's the go with him? Yeah, he sort of found himself on the outer a little bit last year, and I couldn't, I couldn't fully work out why. He's he's kind of been played all over the place, really, down back and then forward. He kicked that massive torp. Yeah, um, that was against us a couple of years back. But yeah, he's obviously opens the game up a bit but his disposal kind of lets him down sometimes so I think a couple have gone past him he's still he's on the cusp but yeah, um, I didn't have him in my, in my best 22 or probably best 24 this week to be honest I mean, it's a shame for him um, because he, he has, provides that kind of speed and, and speed to you, burn I'm, I'm, I'm tipping if his disposal was good you know he's that kind of player that was saying that both Carlton and Melbourne lack so he probably had that real opportunity to um, you know to yeah, cement himself I, in that 22 I, I, I don't yeah I don't dislike him as a player but just probably that disposal might have let him down but yeah once yeah. again not in the inner sanctum don't know the full story but yeah he's yeah I'd like to see him go well um, the only other one that I can think of sometimes that can be a letdown is Brayshaw just drifts in and out of games not consistent so uh, probably not a whipping boy per se but frustrating at times and you see his he had a pretty health. good 2018 didn't he yeah he did well yeah. he put him yeah. in the <laughs> yeah were you surprised by that? Oh, yeah, I was. Yeah, he wasn't. Where did he finish? Can't remember. He was top. Oh, top five. Was he? he was. I think he was top five. I think he was too. Yeah. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He wasn't the best, fifth best player in the comp. But yeah, Brownlee, not a tr- probably a true reflection. No, it's not. And MVP is correct. But so we want to keep so, an yeah, eye out. Hopefully, for... hopefully he strings some consistency together. And look, Viney is that a an interrupted couple of years and look to be back to his best round one but see how we go alright well I would say best of luck for this week but I wouldn't mean it you boys getting together to watch the game or what yeah, yeah you'll be are. watching the game yeah nice. what, are you, what are your plans uh, what is it 4.30 Saturday yep yep don't know probably just kick it home and, actually, I think I'll be kicking it home on the couch yeah well then we'll, maybe we'll do a half time call and uh, half time call and it'll be good <laughs> See, see how we're, uh, our predictions are tracking. I think I'll be kid wrangling, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always a challenge at that time. Alrighty. Anything else? Anything else to cover off, gents? We've probably gone through no, a fair bit. Good. Have you got anything? Um, Who are your favourite Carlton players? Going back to the past, and you've seen a lot of Carlton football. Yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking we didn't touch on on further players. Oh, we'll do that. Um, so, captain. Who would you say your favourite Carlton players of all time are? Ooh, that's tough of all time. I'd have to hark back to the yeah. glory days when, when you know, I was attending lots of lots of Blues games. Um, You'd have to have a Whitnall in there, wouldn't you? I was about to say Piggy Whitnall. <laughs> Piggy Whitnall would be, would be up there. Um, Cuda, Cuda, obviously, all-time great. Yep. You, got your, you got you over the line in that. 99 prelim in the last quarter from sure memory did. yep um, big big fan of Rats obviously had a bit of a Melbourne connection coached the midfield for a few years there 
Who else did I like? Love a bit of Feather. Liked a bit of Lappin as well. Skinny. Yeah, he was great. There were some good names of that era. Campo. Who else did we have? Brattles. Just the running machine. There were some good players. I was actually trying to think of Melbourne Carlton players, actually. Obviously, Sean Charles. Yeah, played one one game for the Blues. (laughs) Broke his leg, didn't he? There aren't too many, though, are there? Oh, what about Brock? Oh, yeah, Brock that's a yeah. standout one. And that was about all I came up with, to be honest. Uh, William the, um, Who did we pick up from you and put on our rookie list and he uh, didn't even make the preseason? What sort of player was he? Just a midfielder. He was like Alex Neil Bullen. He went off and did social media and had, oh, inf- um, had the influencing yeah. company. Gee whiz. Oh, um, um, Tom Bug. Bug, Bug yeah. 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 That worked yeah. out well for us. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work. Worth, yeah, he, 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 now, he quit. He made he? the right decision then. Yeah, oh, good on him. So, Captain, you said you went to the 99. Excluding all Melbourne games that you've been to, would, would you say 99 is the best game that you've seen? Oh, yeah, I'd say it'd have to be off the top of my head. Yeah, it was a ripper. It was against Essendon and they're a common I've enemy. Been, actually, I've been to a lot of footy and a lot of finals, but I've actually never been to a grand final. So oh, really? that would have to be that would have to be just the crowd atmosphere and yeah, yeah that that would definitely come from behind sort of element. I remember Essendon sort of sports stick, crying, sticking yeah. it, to, it to the bombers. Yeah, they, they're was... you know very high on my on my shit list. <laughs> yep, yep. So, number one for us. Yeah, number one for us. So, so yes, Tarky, in short in a short in a roundabout way, yes, that is yeah. probably my favourite game outside of Demon's victories oh, and I haven't thought of them either good question Andy <laughs> thank you alright Captain hopefully thank you right. very much for joining us yeah thank you very much hopefully we're still on speaking terms after <laughs> Demon yeah. victory we'll see yeah, we're all reasonable sports not great but reasonable alright all right, thanks for having me on boys pleasure no, thanks Captain thanks Captain alright all right, Chris we'll catch up with you Saturday and we'll um sit down and watch the game I'm really excited yeah I'm really looking forward to it and hope all the blue baggers are as well sit and we'll, back and um, enjoy coming next week with um with a with a bit of a, a review of a Our preview of, of the next week and a review of hopefully a win alright yeah absolutely it's an opportunity for all everyone Chris. to enjoy themselves isn't it we've had a shitty couple of yeah. months so sit down yeah. relax enjoy crack a beer and hopefully see a blues victory sounds good well said alright Andy alright Chris we are the blue baggers. Pack of assholes. Get off the wall. I'm gonna start cooking dinner. <laughs> oh, you got a roast on tonight? <laughs> oh, this, isn't part of, this isn't part of the pot, is it? Yeah, it this is. Isn't, is it? Is it? You got a roast going for breakfast. Roast potatoes. Uh.